Thanks for joining us for a classic edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. Several years ago, this weekly program was recorded at Michael's home studio in Franklin, Tennessee. We got to meet many of Michael's friends and hear about the work of God in the Nashville community and around the world. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the Bible and the reality of God's faithfulness told in these conversations stand the test of time. Let us know your reaction. Our web and email address hasn't changed, but now you can connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we are grateful to have this opportunity on radio stations every week, but mm. on the web, we're there all the time, Michael. Yeah, I'm glad that we can use technology that way. Um, that uh, if, if you don't have a local station that plays the program, you can uh, still go to the web and download programs and listen to them anytime you want to. Whichever way you choose to listen, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is in the studio at michaelcard.com. And just before we get started today, I'll mention that Ravi Zacharias is going to be with us mm, once again yeah. today. And then later, we're going to step out of the studio in downtown Nashville. We're going to do another one of our remotes. And, <laughs> you uh, like that, don't you? I, I love especially to go back to the rescue mission. We're going to talk to Curry Womack. But then a couple of the brothers are going to share their stories with us. And we're going to realize... Uh, just how level the playing field is, and that is that the the things that they'll ask us to pray for them about are the same things, Wayne, that you and I struggle Amen. with. Amen. You'll have to join me on one of our live remotes sometime. We switch mm-hmm. now to wherever, and here's Michael Carr. That's a little, that'd be a little too <laughs> tense, I think. Speaking of email, here's a note from a listener who says, I was taking my husband to the airport on Saturday in the wee hours of the mm-hmm. morning, and I caught your program on KDOV, K-D-O-V here in Medford, Oregon. I was blessed to listen to your conversation about your first visit and ministry to Cuba. Mm-hmm. I was most blessed when you played the recording of Michael singing and the interpreter interpreting I've always been blessed by Michael's songs, but this one brought me to tears, uh, mm. made me stop and think. She said, I stayed in the car mm-hmm. to listen to the rest of the conversation <laughs> afterwards. Well, I'm glad that was helpful. And you were there in Cuba. Why, yeah. why, that was a wonderful time. I will never forget that. Yeah, I want to go back as soon as we can. Here's another note from Donna who sends us word that she enjoys hearing about the New Living Translation on mm. our broadcast, the version that we use here often. Yeah, she mentioned the fact that she appreciated the fact that we had some of the scholars come in and explain exactly how uh, mm-hmm. they went about this new translation uh, of the entire Bible, and, uh, and she appreciated that. And that mm-hmm. That's a that's an encouraging word. Donna asks for prayer, and mm-hmm. that's fine. We encourage that. Uh, we, we'd love to hear some of your prayer requests, and if you have a song request you'd like mm-hmm. Michael to do here in the studio, we call them e-quests. E-quests. Yeah. <laughs> that term was coined by Joe Carlson uh-huh. on the other side of the glass there. <laughs> uh, send those to in the studio at michaelcard.com. In a moment, we'll pick up the line and talk with Ravi Zacharias, our study today in Philippians chapter 2. And he'll, we'll be speaking to him from Thailand. Wow. All right. But to set up our conversation about the person of Christ, you've got a song that fits right here at this moment. And we're going to be looking at Philippians 2, 6 through 11, the Carmen Christi, the hymn to Christ, uh, a fragment of a hymn that Paul uses there in Philippians. And this is uh, that passage put to music. Michael Card. Who being in very nature God Did not grasp equality with him but made himself nothing and took up a servant's nature made in human likeness found in appearance as man he suffered himself was obedient even to death on a cross at jesus name every knee shall bow in heaven and in all the earth to the father's glory each tongue cry jesus is lord and jesus name every knee shall bow in heaven and in all the earth to the father's glory each tongue cry jesus is lord jesus is lord
exalted by God to the highest place and given the name as exalted above every other name at Jesus name every knee shall bow in heaven and in all the earth to the Father's glory each tongue cry Jesus is Lord at Jesus name every knee shall bow in heaven and in all the earth to the Father's glory each tongue cry Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord I see why you chose that song now for the program today. After hearing it, Michael, thank you. Hmm. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the uniqueness of Jesus, and and Paul celebrates that in Philippians 2. Ravi Zacharias, we talked with Ravi recently on the broadcast about your mutual time in Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. and we kept the line open to Bangkok, Thailand, where we caught it. You never know we're going to catch up with Ravi Zacharias, do you? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's amazing that we have this uh, clear phone line to Bangkok. Ravi, I understand you were just in Beijing. Yes, indeed, uh, and had a great time there. By the way, that, uh, I would have to say, in three decades of ministry, that has to be one of the most memorable five days I've spent. You know, there are mm. tens of millions of believers there now, and uh, met with the house church leaders, met with university students and professors mm. uh, in a dialogue, And um, but that's for another day and another time. Mm. Had some great meetings there, so Amazing. things are quite active out in China now. Amazing. Ravi, today we'd like for you to talk to us about the uniqueness of Jesus, uh, reflecting the message that you shared in Salt Lake City uh, a couple of months ago. Well, you know, when you think of the person of Christ, um, really, there there is none in history, no proclaimed prophet or voice, no so-called founder of any religious system that even comes close. Hmm. And uh, the combination of the teaching and the life lived out in Jesus Christ. Uh, I always think of a Muslim convert, a friend of mine, who, was, who, by the way, paid with his life. We were classmates together in undergrad. I remember Hassan saying to me once, uh, while he was literally with both of his legs amputated, lying in a bed, he said, the more I see of other religious founders and so on, he said, the more beautiful Jesus looks to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was very well put by contrast, and even apart from contrast, in his pristine expression of what the message of God was all about, uh, the passage that uh, Philippians 2 or uh, Colossians uh, 1, if I may read here, it mm. said, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Amen. He's the head of the church, and on and on. It's mm. just... Uh, marvelous uh, delineation of the uniqueness of Christ. Mm. And a passage like that, which really speaks of uh, really the cosmic authority and and, um, uh, magnificence of Jesus, who at the same time uh, in the Philippians 2 passage comes and doesn't cling to his authority, lets go, comes in the image of a man, weeps, it is hungry, uh, struggles with temptation like us, but uh, without sin. Uh, those two worlds, impossible worlds, coming together, um, it's, it's part of this wordless uh, magnificence of this man. Tremendous contrast, and uh, of course, same thing very much in the Incarnation itself. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the meekest and lowliest of all the sons of men, and uh, uh, talking of coming on the clouds of heaven mm. with the glory of God, and yet here he is in a manger scene, mm. uh, surrounded by the very meager uh, presence of uh, all that uh, would have been considered uh, uh, a paltry surrounding. Mm-hmm. It is that, uh, I, I think it was... Um, Graham Kendrick, who wrote the song years ago, Mike, I remember speaking at a conference for which he'd written the song, The Servant King, Mm -hmm. and a beautiful piece that he penned, and uh, 
that's it here in Philippians 2. Well captured, I think, the servant king reminding us to be humble, uh, as our Lord himself uh, claimed of no reputation, but took upon himself the form of a servant. This gradual descent into every right to the cross is uh, magnificently portrayed here. Mike, uh, Ravi read from Colossians. I, I love that portion in mm-hmm. Colossians 1, by the way, that you chose, Ravi. But, and you've referred to Philippians 2. I wonder if we might not read uh, whatever portion there in Philippians 2 you'd like to bring to our attention. Well, as we understand it, this is a, this is a fragment of, of a hymn from the ancient church, Philippians mm-hmm. 2, 6 through 11. In the early church, it was referred to as the Carmen Christi or the hymn to Christ. Um, I have it before me. Um, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all of the names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Would you like to have the tune that went along with that? I would, I would have liked to have heard that, uh, that song. R- Ravi, as, as a person who spends so much time in the academic uh, community, what do you do with a man who teaches such things and then perfectly lives them out? What sort of authority does that, does that give to a person? Well, I think uh, in a world that is always um, pining for actual embodiment and not just theory. Uh, there is no better expression than this. Uh, it, it, it at once positions, I think, two very supreme realities uh, juxtaposed here. On the one hand, the body that is often seen as sort of intrinsically evil mm. or crass, materialistic, and so on. And yet our Lord gives it this tremendous dignity by taking it on himself. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, sort of uh, heaven being so sort of remote and distant and so on, uh, draws near, comes close, so that we begin to see what it is that a heavenly reality is uh, when it becomes flesh and dwells dwells among us. So I I think uh, looking at this passage uh, is, uh, uh, Mike is right when you look upon it as one of those early hymns and we see just a fragment of it. Uh, It is not accidental that the Apostle Paul wanted to borrow from that in order to position it uh, within the gospel, Mm. within the the framework of the letter where he's calling us to, first of all, uh, have the humility and then also to be willing to suffer for his sake Mm -hmm. for Christ himself, starting from that realm, goes all down to the shame and the brutality of the cross. Mm. Ravi, in our last conversation, we talked about this theme being the theme of your message to the Mormon Church uh, there in Salt Lake City. But I know that you have this dialogue with people all over the world, including many Buddhists, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. In fact, here I am talking to you from a place uh, where I'm surrounded by this uh, immensely. And, uh, and of course, the Muslim world, which denies that he actually died on the cross. Uh, they have denied the gospel by taking away the heart of the gospel uh, that Jesus died. And then, of course, for the Hindu, uh, too, where... Uh, the whole idea of karma and reincarnation is sort of you paying again and again and again till you've uh, extinguished uh, the total record. But this is the heart, I think, of the Christian faith Mm. that is so unique. And it is not merely sacrifice. It is not merely martyrdom. It brings the convergence of so many grand truths that for our justification, uh, the very Son of God stooped to this extent so that uh, we might uh, both see him in his glory and in his uh, uh, humiliation, as it were. Because of that, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The, the longer I've traveled, and I've done it for three decades now, I am more com- convinced that this message stands starkly supreme from anything else. Nothing mm-hmm. even comes close. The cross is central to the gospel, and the cross, I think, is magnificently preachable in our time. Mm. When, I, when I look at the incarnation of Jesus, the way uh, truth was, is uh, lived out, the way it was demonstrated um, on the cross, the, the love of God given expression 
uh, on the cross. Ravi, sometimes I, I wonder, and I, I'd love to th- hear what you think about this, is, is there not something about human beings um, that, that we don't understand truth until it's fleshed out, until it's uh, until it somehow comes alive through a person who then brings it to us. I mean, books are great things, and you write great bro- books, and you give great sermons. But uh, knowing you, uh, we don't know each other that well, but I've spent some time with you. Uh, more powerful for me than hearing your sermons is to spend five minutes with you and, and, and see who God has made you. Is this any of this making sense? And then this comes so to full circle in Jesus. Well, yes, uh, it is. Um, it, it is that uh, human dimension within us that, in this stage of our living, at least, where we have to go so much by sight, Mike, as you well understand, and I think that's where uh, the Christian faith is so unique. Uh, the music plays a part, where you hear and the imagination is stirred. The preaching plays a part, where the words. Uh, stir the thought and the intellect and the emotions and all of that, but when everything else is said and done, God, who in diverse manners and at sundry times had spoken to us, Mm. to the prophets and all of these preceding proclaimers, in the final analysis, spoke to us through his Son. Mm. And as the Apostle Paul said, you know, uh, that he caused the light to shine among us, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. That face and that embodiment is something towards which all of history was moving and from which all of history must move forward and then look back. So there's no doubt. Uh, the, the eyes that saw, the hands that felt, uh, were very privileged to see that uh, incarnation, and we awake the day when we will uh, know him as we are known and see him face to face. Today in the studio, we're talking with Ravi Zacharias, who's on the line from Bangkok, Thailand. And Ravi, our prayers are with you. I know that you're there just a short time longer, and then you'll return to the U.S. And and I know God's going to open doors for you around the world continually. Uh, One of the things you model for us is engagement, Mm. and not a shy engagement. I mean, you preach Christ when you go into any one of these venues. And I was just sitting here thinking, Mike, that if we don't, if if all of our dialogue doesn't get to the person and work of Christ, then mm-hmm. it's all for naught. And and if in the course of that dialogue, as as again, Ravi is such a wonderful example of, if that love of Christ is not reflected in and through the words, yeah. that's what was so powerful about that evening words. in Salt yes. Lake. There was, there was the truth in love, and love was, I think, capitalized there. So no. being, be I encouraged. All this is to say be encouraged, Ravi. I appreciate that, Mike. Mike, you would have loved a place in Beijing that we saw. It was a school for music, training worship leaders. They were Mm. young people, 50 of them in a remote area. Mm. Every one of their families has been persecuted for Christ's sake. They come into that school, 90% of them have no musical training, 60% of them have never seen a piano. Mm. By the end of one year, they are playing, singing, leading. Mm. Seeing that, in, 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 that, in that embodiment of these young people, my colleague looked at me halfway through when they were singing for us, and he said to me, why are we here? We've got nothing to teach them. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that is the, the grace of Christ in a land that once made it illegal to even believe in God. Mm. And here it points again, Mike, to what you're saying. The enfleshing of the Christian faith is one of the most sobering and one of the most uplifting realities. And thanks for what you do, Mike. Mm. Uh, You minister to us. You minister to so many. And uh, when I listen to you sing and see how God has used you, I just pray he'll give you many, many more Mm. wonderful years ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Ravi, in the uh, three or four minutes we have left, it just occurs to me that we may have someone listening, and we know that uh, many different kinds of people listen to a broadcast like this one. We may have someone listening who who doesn't uh, approach this topic the way that we would approach this topic through a religious—they have a different religious system they believe in. I just wonder if you wouldn't take the time to just share the gospel as we know and, and talk to that person. I'd be very happy to do that. Uh, to me— Uh, As God calls all of us, he reminds us that our ethnicity, our background, wherever we are, he is never far from any one of us. He says that in his famed Mars Hill address. Paul reminds us of that. And so if your heart truly hungers and searches as a listener, 
The Bible says you shall search for me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Mm. Bring an honest heart in search and say, Christ, if you are who you claim to be, the Son of God and the Savior of my soul, to save me from my sin, show yourself to me. And if you really mean it, I would suggest you open the gospel to the Gospel of John and start reading with a sincere heart. Ask him to reveal himself to you if he indeed is the, is the blessed one, the one who brings the message of salvation. Because your hunger is for communion with God, he gives it to you. Mm. Your longing is to be forgiven of your sin, Christ offers that to you. Your longing is to be in, in an eternity where you are with God himself and where you and your loved ones may dwell in that perfect union and perfect love. He offers that to you, mm. from the inner condition of your soul to the hunger of your heart to the longing beyond the grave. It's in Christ. So I ask you to sincerely invite him to reveal himself to you. And if you have the courage, invite him to become the shepherd of your soul, the Lord and Redeemer of your life. If you truly mean it, you will rise from your knees and find out something remarkable has happened as he has given you a new glimpse of what reality is all about. And that's a very real transaction that can take place right now. Absolutely. It is a defining transaction, and the Bible tells us incident after incident where people have experienced that. The woman at the well, classic example, she runs back to her village and says, come and see the one who told me everything about me. He must be the promised one. And uh, the transformation is that new birth where he gives you new hungers and that new relationship with him. It is defining, it is definite, and it is brought about only by the power of God, not by the will of man. Well, let's pray right now for anyone who, who might have heard, just heard those words fresh for the first time. Lord Jesus, uh, uh, for whoever has just heard uh, Ravi's words, um, and, and they've, they've fallen into a, a good soil, the good soil of a, of a good heart, uh, the seed will find purchase. We ask uh, that right now, Lord, uh, those words might become true, that you might reveal yourself, that even this moment they would sense in their heart a stirring uh, that is your Holy Spirit. We ask that uh, they would uh, find a, a, a copy of your word, they would find their way to the scriptures, that they would find uh, the Gospel of John waiting for them, find you waiting for them, Jesus, in the pages of that Gospel, but not only on the pages of that Gospel, but ready to come into that heart. Uh, we ask in Jesus' name uh, that for that person, for that man, for that woman, for that boy, for that girl, that they would find you even today, uh, even the ne- in the next few moments, uh, and and you would make yourself known to them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ravi Zacharias. God bless you, Ravi. We wish a safe trip home for you. And of course, this whole discussion leads to one thing, and our response needs to be one of worship, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is where it all begins and then goes from strength to strength and Mm -hmm. from faith to faith. That's Mm -hmm. the the call of God. Mm -hmm. Let's think about that thought as we ask Michael to sing here in the studio and say goodbye to Ravi. And our prayer Thanks, for Michael. Thank you, Ravi. Our prayer for you is that you would uh, very soon uh, find some good rest. Thank you, gentlemen, and Wayne. Good to talk to you again, to Thank my brother. You. Michael Card at the piano. Spirit, 
And who share incarnation with Him Who belong to eternity Stranded in time And weary of struggling with sin Forget not the hope that's before you And never stop counting the cost Remember the hopelessness when you were lost Cause there is a joy in the journey There's a light we can love on the way There is a wonder and wildness to Freedom for those who obey Joy in the Journey. Thank you, Michael. A fitting way to wrap up the clear teaching we had today from Dr. Ravi Zacharias in the studio with Michael Card. We hope that if today's conversation has challenged your thinking about the person of Christ, that you'll let us know. We can easily be reached through email at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Here's a note that just came in from John who writes, I'm finally getting a chance to share how God has blessed me through you all as instruments. There was a Sunday morning that I decided to give up on trying to be a Christian. I turned on the radio and you were talking about community and fellowship. To say the least, God has turned my life around immensely. How encouraging. Thanks, John. Again, our email address is in the studio at michaelcard.com. You can learn more about this program as well as Michael's teaching and music ministry on the web. Our online address is michaelcard.com. Next time, it's a classic in the studio with Michael Card. With Father's Day just around the corner, we've opened the archives for help setting the stage for Dad. We'll get to hear a frank and personal discussion on the way Scott Rowley and Michael have grown in their friendship and ministry and as fathers. In the second half, we'll get a global perspective with two guests. We'll talk with Kay Eaves and Larry Warren. Look for the podcast online at michaelcard.com. Join us, michaelcard.com. A unique second part to our program today in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're going to open this segment with Michael singing a song called By Your Name, and then afterwards, a trip outside the studio today. I failed again to make the mark. I've lost my way once more. I tried to do it by myself like so many times before. But now again I turn to you I'm hungry and confused By now my strength's dissolved away And I feel like I've been used If you leave me to myself, oh Lord It will always be the same It's you who'll have to hold my hand and protect me by your name I turn and find you there for me You've been waiting all along The open arms, the sweet relief And you whisper me a song like these, I ask myself, how could I have ever strayed and forgotten all you've given me and lost sight of all you paid? If you leave me to myself, oh Lord, it will always be the same. It's you who'll have to hold my hand and protect me by your name. It's you who'll have to hold my hand and protect me 
I was about to say welcome back into the studio, but we're not in the studio. Michael, we've taken a drive today, downtown Nashville. That's right. We're at the Nashville Rescue Mission, uh, visiting with Curry Womack, and, and we're going to hear some testimonies. It's going to be a great time. Curry, you've been in the studio with us so many times. We thought we'd reverse things today, and we'd come to you. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you very much for coming out. I enjoyed just a chance to share with you what we're doing. You have shared about the Nashville Rescue Mission in the studio with us so often, but Michael, I know that you had an idea because you'd been here before, right? Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what did you think? You just got the tour. I, I walked in this place. I'm amazed. I mean, I've been in the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago and a few other places, which are tremendous ministries. I didn't realize you were so big here with this rescue effort, this rescue mission effort right here in downtown Nashville. We, you know, when we first purchased this Sears building, we redid the old Sears building here in Nashville. I thought, how in the world will we ever use all this space? <laughs> but it's quickly become necessary, and, and probably we'll be expanding some more in the future. Curry, where are we right now as we stand here in the, in the building? We're in our break room. This is just a, a great room, an opportunity for the guys to hang out, relax a little bit. Yeah, and, and one thing I want to say, Wayne, about uh, Nashville's mission is not just the, the breadth of it uh, in terms of the homeless, but the depth of it. You saw the programs uh, getting people off the streets, uh, you know, into accountable relationships with other men. You know, uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's just an amazing place, into an apartment, basically, yeah. and, and a, a whole new life. Well, we won't take listeners on the whole walking tour that we just went on, but just describe where you just took us through the building and the various parts of what you do here, Curry. Okay. Well, I, what I did is, is started kind of backwards, showing everybody at the end we have a halfway house available to the men uh, to get their life back on track, to work, attend uh, counseling, attend some support group meetings, and it's just a, a, a extra little step to help them before they go back out on their own. We walked through and saw our classrooms. We walked through and saw our chapel, and, and we ended up back here. Way, Mike. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just gorgeous. A, yeah. a wonderful atmosphere for worship and, I assume, some Bible study. Amen. And uh, chapel every day, uh, every day of the week, seven days a week, uh, throughout the entire year, and then a Bible study Monday through Friday every day as well. Hmm. Well, you even took us to the kitchen. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> Well, Curry and Michael, we want to spend the time together not only talking with our brother Curry, but also some others. Now, Billy Let's is here. Let's start with some okay. yeah, a familiar come on, friend. Come on up, Billy. Yeah. He's standing way back off in the corner over here. we got to get you right up on Mike because uh, how many times have we played the mission man on the program? And, and how many emails have we gotten as a response to the, uh, to the mission yeah. man? So we have Billy here with us. How you doing? It's doing great, doing great. I just uh, I think that's wonderful, um, you know, that... that uh, God was in some way able to use that poem. He has. There's been no question. As Michael said, we've heard from listener after listener about that. And it just sort of popped up that day. Right at the end of our interview with you, we didn't expect it. And I'm not sure that you fully intended to share it that day, did you? Not really. I just uh, I, I thought about it, and uh, y'all sounded interested, and it just just came out. And we've heard stories of that poem being used in prison uh, ministries. Uh, we had one particular story of a young man whose, whose grandmother had sent him all the way from now, Missouri, I think Some it was. Place, yeah. To the Nashville mission. Curry knows this Because story. they'd heard about the ministry here. So um, be encouraged, Billy. And God will continue yeah, to use it. Man. Thank you. Thank you. So. Now, tell us what you're doing. What, what is your role here, Billy? Um, my title is Work Therapy Manager. I just uh, assign all the chores. The, the program men actually run the mission under mm -hmm. staff supervision. We do all the cooking and cleaning. And uh, Paul said, if you don't, you don't work, you don't eat. And, uh, yeah. We, uh, uh, we, the men have a, a maximum of six hours a day in chores, but like I said, we do all the cooking, cleaning, laundry, uh, as well as uh, take part in teaching GD. Some of the men with the higher education do tutoring and uh, Bible study. A lot of the men come with very limited education, so uh, they're, they're able to share their gifts and talents as well. We won't tell the whole story here today, but you're here because you have a heart for this place because it was this place that God really changed your life around a lot. Yeah. Yes, the Lord used the mission to save my life. I mean, I have no doubt. Uh, I was uh, about 60 pounds lighter than I am now, and uh, just uh, crack had really took its toll on Strung me. Out, I, was, huh? I, was, I was fixing to die. Something mm. bad was going to happen. Mm. And uh, um, he just blessed me so much. Uh, one of the verses that I hang on to is uh, 
you know, God will restore the years that the moths and locusts have eaten. Yeah. And uh, I tore my marriage up and lost my daughter, and uh, uh, he used this place to uh, put all that back together. And you're His name a, is Redeemer. Yeah, and you're a living testimony of the power of the gospel to change a person's life, and now you're investing that change back into other people so that they can change. I mean, that's the cyclical part of this, which is a wonderful story. Yeah, I, I do. I love this place. I, I mean, work is not a chore. It's a, I get up and come to work every day. I love to work with men like Carrie and uh, some of the other men that God used to change my life. Mm-hmm. It's good to see you again. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thing, don't, don't, go so well. don't, don't go far. Okay. Stay in the circle here, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Because the circle's getting bigger because, Curry, we're, we're asking just a bunch of our friends to join us here. So sure. you'll have to introduce us to, okay. to each of these men, and then we'll hear a little bit about their story. This so. is Chris West. Hi, my name is uh, Chris West. Um, I came to the mission, uh, I guess, through um, uh, <clears throat> five different states in five years. Um, and when I got here to Nashville, uh, after a couple of months of being here, I found myself down on my luck again uh, mm-hmm. uh, from, a, from an alco- a bad alcohol problem. <clears throat> and um, I ended up here at the mission, which is some place that, uh, that a, a person that I, was, that I knew here going through a, a, a 12-step recovery program mm-hmm. um, he said the, the only place he knew to take me was here to the mission. So mm-hmm. he brought me in at uh, 11 o'clock on a, on a, weekend, on a weekday, uh, weekday night, and um, I found out the next day they had a program here. Mm. And from there, you know, the, the, this program has changed my life. God, I met God here. And um, I knew of God, but I didn't know God. And through this program, you know, I've learned, I've learned a lot of stuff about God. It's given me a foundation um, about God that I can take with me wherever I go and you know God uh, Christ is the Lord of my life today because of this mission mm. and, and I just can't say enough about it it saved my life mm. as well and um, I'm so I'm just glad to be here mm. well, th- thanks for sharing that thank you Andre Andre Stone yeah yes my name is Andre Stone um, I'm from Huntsville Alabama uh, I was told about the uh, mission from another gentleman that already graduated from the mission and uh, it was a blessing to find this place because I was a uh, doing real bad. I was sleeping in an abandoned truck. Didn't have any place to go. Two years prior to that, I had a $100,000 house. Had two cars with the titles to them. Two and a half years of smoking crack cocaine got me to the place where I didn't have anything. So uh, when I came here, what I mean, I came with nothing. And uh, I came still trying to be snobbish, snootish. Had to humble myself and learn about you know about God, because I, I had a real bad attitude when I got here. And, uh, it has changed me totally. Mm. Well, we, we all stand together in fragileness. I mean, we are all fragile men if it wasn't for the Lord's work in all of our lives. Right. And he saved all of us, so yes, yeah, we're all together. He leveled us, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah. Andre, can I ask you, I mean, we've got Curry here and Billy and some other men. Has there been a particular man in your life here at the Rescue Mission that's really taken hold of you and really helped you a lot? Yes, sir. His name was Ed Grimes. He's my counselor. Oh. And he told me two things that I, I'm going to live by for the rest of my life. Learn how to act and not react. And you cannot treat everybody the same, but you can treat everybody fair. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a wonderful spirit about you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's evident the Lord's uh, shining through you. And uh, thanks so much, Andre. Yes, sir. Thank okay. you. And uh, we're not saying goodbye to anybody. Everybody stays in their circle here, right, Michael? Yep. All right. My name is, yourself. My name is Jaro McLean. And I thank God for sending me here. Truly, he sent me here. Because you, you can say that I'm one of those disciples that's sort of like Peter or whatever, denying. And so, uh, mm. God led me here. And I didn't want to come to no rescue mission. I, I seen people on the street. I thought that was just for people that didn't care and something like that. But then I realized I didn't care about myself. Mm. So I thank God for bringing me here. And bringing me here, I mean, God, his spirit is definitely here. Because these men here has been touched by God's spirit, mm-hmm. by teaching us and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think after to knowing that they once experienced what I experienced, the ups and downs in life, the losing jobs and after job and throwing away bundles of money. And just to hear them testify about who, how they was and who they was in life, it really blessed me. It makes me want to really dig in and do the right thing. And of course, like everyone else, it tore my family apart. I lost so many loved ones because of this mess here. Mm-hmm. So I just thank God for letting me come here and denouncing that pride thing mm-hmm. that was 
just it was just shattering me. It was just overtaking me. And so uh, I thank God for how he's just constantly building each and every one of us up and everything, giving me faith, giving me wisdom, giving me knowledge and understanding and determination to stand because of Jesus, you know, that name. Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah, to know we're not alone in any of this. We're not alone. Yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. Uh, Jay, right? Yes, sir. Jay, your last name. Uh, Lowry, Jay Lowry. All right. Um, the, the Nashville Rescue Mission has just been a blessing in my life, and I just thank, thank the Lord for bringing me here. Um, alcohol just, just had me wrapped up, and I was living a purposeless life and just barely bringing home a paycheck, and, and that's all I lived for was a drink. And I've learned here that, that I do have a purpose in life, and, and that is to live for the Lord. And, and it, it's a wonderful thing. Not only do they teach us the scriptures here, but how to apply them to our lives. And it's just my personal relationship with Jesus is just, it's an incredible thing. And it's just, it's wonderful. And I'm very excited about life now, mm. instead of just barely trying to yeah. live it and, and just say, oh, today's just another day. And just today I have a purpose for living. It's really yeah. great. What a transformation. Yes, God bless you, brother. Bless now, you. we could ask this of all the guys. And they keep scooting away from us. We need to keep everybody up here because we may come back to you with questions. But, you know, I'm, I'm Curry, I'm just thinking, and Michael, that a part of our reason for our visit today is we want people who are listening to understand that we have a part we can play in something like this, too. We've talked about that a lot, but uh, this is worthy of our support. Amen. Not only just with the finances, but again, coming out and spending time, uh, getting to know the guys, sharing And not just a Thanksgiving dinner, right? Right. (laughs) Thanksgiving, Christmas, year-round. I mean, uh, like we said about the chapel, there's a service every night. There's just so many opportunities for people to serve here, uh, to teach. Um, we, we do GED classes. We have guys here that want to go on to college. We have guys, younger guys that want to go in the military. We have, I mean, just a, so many different people, so many different people, so many different opportunities. Yeah. And w- w- one of the things that Jay said made me realize how many people that are listening are in, in every sort of walk are still just getting by day to day. Right. You know, I think we have to we have to again remember that we're we're all one in this, and and you don't just show up with Christian charity on Christmas Eve or on Thanksgiving, that, that what we have to do is open the door of our lives to each other and see that we're all struggling with the same stuff. I mean, Satan's trying to, if you can't make you do wrong, he'll make you do right wrong. He's doing the same thing to all of us. And I think until, especially uh, American Christians begin to understand that, we're not gonna make the sort of headway that we need to make. I mean, it's great to give your money. That's a great thing. And, uh, but that's not what Jesus did. He gave himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we stand in the heart of Nashville. Someone may be listening to this on the West Coast or the East Coast and think, well, what can I do in Nashville? The point is, this, this is happening in just about every community across the country. Mm-hmm. There's something like this where there's people standing in need, and uh, we need to invest our very lives, as Michael said, in, into something like this wherever we live. But it's not a bad start to give your money. <laughs> yeah, and, no. I mean, here in Nashville, 2% of the budget here comes from local churches. Just and I still way. think that's one of the most shameful statistics I can name. And so if people that are pastors out there that are listening to this, if your church isn't somehow connected to your rescue mission, you've got to ask yourself seriously why. When Jesus, when the first thing out of Jesus' mouth is, I've come to announce good news to the poor, how can you not be connected up with, with a mission in, in, your, in your area? So that, you just need to think about that. Gerald slipped away from me here, but I've got Chris and Andre and Jay still here. I want to ask you, men, how can we pray for you specifically? We've got people listening all over the country that are committed to prayer, and now they can attach a need and a, a face on the radio, so to speak, to a need. Chris, how can we pray for you? Well, I've, I've had a lot of uh, trouble with my immediate family. Um, you know, I have some, some children by a couple different women, and um, uh, I haven't been a part of their lives for many years. And... Um, you know, I've I've tried to contact them, and one is too young to uh, to really know um, what's going on. He just he'll just be turning two. But I have a 15 year old and a 13 year old that um, that I've written letters to, and that, at this point they don't want to have any contact with me. They're mad because I haven't been a part of their life for the past 10 years. So um, if if I was to ask, I'd I'd ask for prayer for my family. Andre, I would say pray for the National Rescue Mission, not just for me alone for all the men in the whole transients and the men in the program. I think um, prayer hit, um, solves everything. I really do believe that. And uh, I would say just pray for Nashville Rescue Mission in a whole. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay. 
Well, I'm going to go on a personal note. One thing for me that I'm really trying to overcome is fear of change mm -hmm. and a fear of new things because I've been stuck in my past for so long. And it's and, and things that just became, that's all I knew how to do was to drink and, and party and hang out with that crowd. And, uh, and I know that I can no longer do that. And I no longer have a desire to do that. And I'm very excited about, about things to come. Mm -hmm. But uh, fear is one thing I'm really working and praying about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike, I just wonder if you wouldn't mind right now, we'll come back in a moment, but just stop and pray for these men and, and for the rescue mission here and other places. Lord, um, I agree with Andrew, Andre that you would uh, bless this place. Um, pray that um, people do ha who do have resources would, would open, uh, open those resources to us here, but also that um, people who have gifts, who could walk, walk with men, who could uh, open up teaching gifts and counseling gifts that could come here, um, dentists and barbers and any kind of practical t um, uh, employers uh, who could come and give jobs to the men here looking for jobs. Uh, we, are, we are all of us needy, and in this place, a, a lot of us who are needy have come together, and so we, we ask, Lord, that you would look on this place and you would, uh, you would see our need and that you would open the doors of heaven. And, uh, and bless this place even beyond what you blessed it. Lord, I, I pray for Chris. Uh, I, I don't know how many wealthy um, men who think they have it all together uh, will ask for the same thing that he asked for. They've got children they don't know, and there's a, a wall between uh, them and their children. And here Chris uh, is struggling and, and asking for prayer and the same thing. And so I would pray uh, that, that the wall that, uh, that is, is between him and his older children and we understand that wall, and they've got they've got reasons to to be angry, and they've got reasons uh, to feel the way they feel. But Lord, I I pray that you would somehow uh, tear that wall down and give give these uh, give these kids uh, a sensitivity to see where their dad's coming, uh, how far he's come from, where he's going, and that he is their father and that he loves them, and and, and just just do a miracle, uh, re redeem the that family situation, uh, and Lord for Jay. Uh, I'm afraid of change, and uh, and so when he says that, I, I I know what that fear is. That things are my life are changing now, and it scares me to death. And so I, I stand with him in that fear. And Lord Jesus, we know that you entered into all of our fears. You must have known what it was like to be afraid uh, for things to change, and yet you were God. So you know and you understand. And we ask that you would come uh, in, in a special way into his heart and his life, and let him know that he's not alone and that uh, you're the God of the universe, and if he doesn't have to be afraid of you, he doesn't have to be afraid of anything. So pray for him. Uh, and all these, all these men, Lord, uh, just ask that you would make them unusually aware of your presence today and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Curry, we've got men around the circle here. We're in the men's facility, but there is a women's side of this as well, right? Yes, sir. We, about two miles from here, we have a, a facility just for women, and then a facility next door for women who have children. So uh, both as well needy. Well, just before we leave this place, Curry, thank you for inviting us here today. Oh, We've invited you, you to the studio, and that's been, that's been wonderful to talk to you there, but much more perspective giving to come here. Yeah. I can see it in your face too, Mike. So thanks. I, I just want to ask our guests here. I mean, there's a, there's a certain spirit in this building when you walk in. There's a, there's a positive thing going on here. I know it's a Lord. You know, do you, do you see that, you know, spending the time here that you do, Andre? Yes, sir. I see it every day. The changing men, the way they walk, the things that they say, it's a change in them. From being with a guy for six months and seeing how he changes, yes, sir, it's here. It's obviously the Lord, huh? Yes, sir. Jay, yes, sir. you agree? Yes, sir. If you, when you have 70 to 80 men in one place like this all coming from different walks and having different problems and and we all just get along so wonderfully and, and god's definitely working in this place it's really great well amen again thank you chris i don't want to cut you out you got something you want to say uh, i just wanted to say the same thing basically that andre said that you know when you come in with with guys down in gateway and you know you see them when they come in off the streets you know after uh, partying or whatever and then you, you spend six months with them and you see the light shine in their face is just a wonderful thing and god is here mm -hmm. Well, Michael, uh, it's been wonderful to be in this place today. And thanks to you, Curry, and to Billy. Uh, you two are our points of contact here. As a matter of fact, Billy, you wouldn't mind if we would play one more time the Mission Man for our audience, would you? Play it play over and over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we intend to, at least once today. And we'll do that to end our segment here. Thanks, men. God yeah, bless thanks you. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.
Lafayette to Nashville, I traveled one summer day. A broken man inside, I'd been crushed in every <laughs> Satan turned me upside down and emptied all my joy. This man that stands before you was then a frightened little boy. He ravaged through my life, stole everything of value that I cherished. My beautiful daughter and loving wife, I was branded a failure, doomed to perish. From Nashville to Pleasant View, I traveled one summer day. I came to meet three mission men who helped others find their way. They told me when to work, and they told me when to pray. They told me what to eat, and they told me where to lay. They said they too were lost, so it was a long, long time ago. They planted a seed inside of me, God caused that seed to grow. They sparked a flame within my heart that burns brighter every day. Where once was empty darkness is filled with light today. I'm grateful to these mission men who all three act as one, for uniting me with my father and with his precious son. I thank God for the roses, Floyd Boggs and Clay King. I hope you men are smiling, can't you feel my spirit sing? I praise God for the Nashville mission and for putting these men on board. And when this world is over, great is their reward. Now wake up in dorm one, lights on in old dorm two. My brothers, I pray you realize that theirs is our mission too. God's called us to be a witness, to continue the work these men began. I pray the day I meet my Lord, he calls me a mission man. From Nashville to who knows where, I'll travel one fall day. I know not where I'm going. That's why Jesus is called away. Kirk Whalem accompanied Billy Eldridge reading Mission Man. And we've had a great time together today in the studio with Michael Card. If God has used today's conversations to speak to you, please let us know. You can send your comments to inthestudio at michaelcard.com. And I hope that you'll continue to pray for this radio outreach. Now, if you have a story, please encourage us when you pass that along with your Bible questions, song requests, and prayer needs. Again, our address is inthestudio at michaelcard.com. And we hope you'll let others know about what you've heard today. Anyone can listen to this broadcast again 24 hours a day. The audio streaming can be found at www.michaelcard.com. And there's much more available for you online. Learn about Michael's teaching and music ministry by looking at the complete listing of his music and books. Also, each week, Michael has prepared a few extra thoughts that coincide with the theme of the broadcast and what we call an e-devotion. We're excited about the great resources just a few clicks away at michaelcard.com. The scriptures used today were from the New Living Translation. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is a production of Community Broadcasting and the Moody Broadcasting Network.